Thanks for listening to the 242 Young Adults Podcast with Pastor Justin Corkum. Our prayer is that this message will be an encouragement to your life in Christ. Right, this is what we're talking about. Everything for the sake of one. We're talking about people. Right, that's, that's the reason why we exist as a ministry is so that people experience the love of Christ. That they experience the transformational power of Jesus Christ. And that we would be willing to live our lives to give everything for the sake of just one person coming to find that hope in Jesus Christ. And so this is sort of the, the driving force behind uh, this entire series that we've been going through. And so we talked about how we need that value for the lost. We need that value for the person who does not have hope, that value for the person who is in a broken circumstance, who is in a broken situation, that doesn't have any hope, to have a heart that just breaks for those people. And so we've made it our mission to value, but not just to value, but to pursue after those types of people, to go out of our way to make sure that we could be Christ's hand extended to those types of people that, we, that we've run into in our lives. Everything for the sake of one. My wife spoke last month and she spoke on prayer. And she just really gave a, a, an awesome message. But one of the, another foundational element of this, living a life that is for others, is to live a life of prayer. And my wife talked about powerful prayer. Walking out in powerful prayer. Because if we want to see people's lives radically changed, if we want to see God do incredible things, then it's going to take us being able to step out in faith and to pray those powerful prayers over people. And so we dived into that concept over the last month through Connect Groups, and we've got a lot of uh, stuff going on at the end of service. We're going to kind of talk about just Connect Groups and, and, and where we're going and, and uh, to bring some clarity there. But if you could, uh, turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 22. Tonight, I want to begin a small endeavor on what it means to love God. And, and we're going through this, this aspect of love. And love is also critical in walking out a life where we live everything for the sake of one. We cannot do that. We cannot live a life, a, a purposeful life with this mission behind us if we do not have a love for people, if we do not have a love for God. And so those are kind of the two, two aspects that we're going to dive into over the next, well, it's going to be probably this month we're going to hit just what it means for us to love God and connect groups. We're going to go into that. So we're going to be diving into tonight just what it means to love God. And so if you uh, turn, your book, uh, turn your books, turn your Bibles to Matthew, to the book of Matthew rather, we're going to start reading from verse 34 of chapter 22, and it says this, But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered themselves together. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law 
and the prophets. So, Jesus, I didn't skip the, the slide, I'm sorry for that. So, Jesus is asked, what is the most important thing that we should live by? If you could give me one thing for me to live by, what is it? And Jesus responded, love. And so what I'd like to do is to give a little bit of background about what it means not only to love, but what, what it means in this passage when it says heart, soul, and mind. So I want to take two, two minutes, maybe more, probably more, to dive into this, this concept of love. Because I believe, first and foremost, that we need to recognize, if Jesus is saying, love is the greatest commandment, love is the greatest commandment, then what, what do we need to know, f- first and foremost? What does love, what does love mean? Right? And in today's society, you got a ton of different people ha- that have their own definitions of love, and I'll just give you an example I can say that I love my wife, but I can also say that I love my car. I could also say that I love pizza, that I love, uh, I love my new iPhone 6. It's not new. It's okay. But I still love it. And you have this word love tossed around. Uh, people throw it around like it, it, it doesn't mean much. And I think because of how it's been thrown around, it's lost some of the, the weight some of, the, some of the meaning behind the word. And so when we talk about love, this is the word, when, when Jesus said the word love, this is what it's defined as. Now, first I need to, I know you're never supposed to use the word as a definition, or in the definition. These guys used it like, they used the word as a definition. So we're just, you know, it means love. All right, but, Let's dive a little deeper. To show love, to demonstrate love. Okay, that's cool. Let's take it a little deeper. I'm just going to say Dictionary of Biblical Languages and Semantic uh, Domains, Greek New Testament. You need to step up your game. But uh, take, this is, this is where we start kind of hitting uh, number three is really where it starts kind of digging in. Is, is to take pleasure in, to love based on regarded value. Now this is what I, I want this to sink in. I'm just going to read it again. To take pleasure in, to love based on regarded value. I don't know if any of you ha- have met my son. Some of you might not have, uh, but he was in here before we started. He's the crazy one running around and screaming all the time and, and kissing all the babies, yeah. If I now let's just look at this, right? If I was to love so we're talking about loving based on regarded value. So if I was to love my son based on actual value. All right? If I was to to base my love for my son on his actual value. Now let's start doing the math here. Uh zero income. All right? Uh I got to buy him food. I got to buy him clothes. I got to change he poops in his diary. I gotta clean it. Like, if we're talking about investments, if we're talking about actual value here, what? He's a money pit, and I gotta change his poopy diaper. Like, it's a lose lose, right? And and so what? What we do oftentimes is we confine love to 
what the other person has to offer. We, we look at it as a means of actual value. We do this in relationships all the time. I'm just, I just love, I just love him. I just love him so much. He just makes me happy. I just love him because he just makes me happy, right? And, and we, begin to, we begin to seek after relationships. You know, oh, she's awesome. Like, she's so great. I just, I, I love her. She just, the way she makes me feel, I just, lo- I just love her. And we base it on what the other person has to offer to us. We love based on what, what you can bring to me. And if you make me feel great, well, then I, then I love you. And, and we base that reciprocal feeling, and we, and we believe that this is some version of love. But Jesus is saying that if you're going to love, you're going to love based on regarded value, not actual value. It's because I don't love my son because of what my son has to offer to me, but I choose, I make a choice to love my son even though i got to change his diaper. Even though, you know, you, you do, you invest you sacrifice. And maybe, hey, real love has sacrifice to it. When you truly love, it means that you're willing to give up things for the sake of that person. To, to make them the object of your affection. To choose, I, I, I forget who said it, but I love the quote, um, and I might mess it up. But basically, in essence, speaking to the idea of love, you don't love a person for what they can do for you, but you love a person for what you can do for them. And that's, that's the, the epitome, the picture of a selfless love. I mean, take it to us, right? What do we have to really offer to God? Nothing. I mean, in, in our own selves, we have nothing to offer, but yet in God's love for us, he sent Jesus. Jesus made a sacrifice, his life on the cross for us, so that we could have relationship with him. And then from that point, he bridged the gap for us to have communion with God. It's when God stepped down and said, I love you not based on what you can do for me, but because of the choice I've made to Love you. Real love, I don't think a lot of people really know what that is. Real love commits. Real love makes sacrifices. And I think in today's society, when you look at just the idea of of people who, you know, I, I think about it this way, just the materialistic nature of, of just the Western church and, and the idea of or just Western people. Like it's just us here in America, right? Um, when you think about the fact that you can have a perfectly good phone, but it's not the newest one. So because it's not the newest one, I'm tossing this thing. I'm getting the new guy because it's better. It's bigger. It's better. And I want that. And even though my phone is completely functional and it's fine, I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's cool. I've had this car, you know, just bought it. Two months later, you're like, I'm bored of this thing. I'm just going to trade this thing in. I'll get another one. And it overflows into how we view relationships. Because what happens is we go getting, in, and this isn't like a, you know, this is not a dating course by any means. 
But I'm just saying there, there's some correlation. I'll, I'll bring it back around. But we get into relationships, and then we say, hey, like I like this person. Like they keep my attention. Oh, they make me laugh. They make me smile. This is great. But then it passes, and you say, man, you know what? I don't, I'm not digging it anymore. I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to dump it. I'll find, I'll find something better. And what happens is it's affecting marriages to the point where people now are getting married and then they'll get to the point where they get bored or something better comes along and they dump that holy commitment before God. There's been a breakdown of the understanding of what love truly is. It commits, it sticks it out through the tough times. It, it loves based on regarded value. Not what the other has to offer, but in self, a selfless love is what I'm trying to communicate. And when we look at, at God, how many times do we, do we love God for what he, can, what he can do for us? Well, God, you know, I'm, and my wife talked about the, and we hit it up in, in, in connect groups, but the idea of a genie mentality. Well, you know what, God? I, I could really use you, use you coming through right now. I, I could really use some money. Uh, I could really use you to, to like get me out of this right now. And, and God becomes just this, this magical being in the sky who, who descends and helps us in our time of need. But that's the only time that we look to God is when we are in need or when we want something. And could you imagine if I was like that with my wife and all I did was come to her when I wanted something, come to her when I needed something, but I didn't ever take the time to love her. What, what does our relationship with God look like? Because Jesus is saying, Love God. Love Him. That it's not about what He can do, but just to love Him. Because look, He demonstrated that love for you. That He, while we were against Him, because I know each and every one, we weren't all Christians. We weren't all saved. We, we, we didn't always love Jesus. Some of you in this room might, right now might not even be in that place. But you're here. You're here for a reason. And maybe it's because God is just getting a hold of your heart. He's pursuing you right now. When you're completely against him, he's pursuing you. He's chasing after you. He's displaying at this moment the very love that I'm speaking of. That while you, scripture says, while we were sinners, while we were completely against God, he demonstrated his love for us by sending Christ. I mean, think about that. I, I was completely against God. But he still came down and sacrificed his life so that I could have a relationship with God. I mean, that's some crazy love. And that's what he's calling us to, to that kind of love. A love for him that looks to God, I mean, in that way, that it's not God, I'm just, I'm just in this for what you can do for me. But God, I choose to love you. I, I, I choose to regard you as valuable. And I'm going to do everything that I can in my life to please you, right? You take pleasure. I mean, you get, you get excited. There's joy in serving God. This is the kind of love that God desires for us to have. We hope that you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. 
you would like to know more about 242, you can email Pastor Justin at jcorkum at manchesterassembly.org. You can also tweet us at 242NH. Again, that's T-W-O-42-N-H. Or on Facebook, you can look us up under 242 Young Adults. We look forward to your feedback, and we'll see you next time.